how we met. That's our story. It was almost like we were meant to meet that night. It was like kind of the classic when you're not looking it shows up sort of thing. I caught the feels. But I look back at that and I'm like, how did my parents not be like, what the heck? Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another brand new episode of The Story of Us, the show where we talk all things love stories, from those initial meetings to falling in love and everything in between. My name is Jasmine and today I have a fabulous guest for you with a very interesting story. So without further ado, here's a little introduction. My name is Jules. I'm 29, almost 30, and um, I live in the border of New South Wales, Victoria now in Albury, Wodonga. And Jules' story goes a little something like this. I met Peter when I interviewed him on my radio show as he was an up-and-coming musical artist in the town I was working in radio for. Fast forward a couple of years later, I was at a gig and saw him in the mosh pit. I thought he didn't remember the interview as he didn't acknowledge me, but turns out he'd had a crush on me for a while. The next day, I received a Facebook message and we ended up meeting for a coffee. The rest is history and now we're moving interstate together. A radio romance if I've ever heard one. Now, a little reminder before we get into Jules' story, if you have a story or you know someone with an amazing story, send it in at storyofuspodcast or email it in at storyofusthepodcast at gmail.com. Let's get into it. Jules, welcome to the story of us. Thanks, Jasmine. <laughs> now, you're a radio presenter, so I imagine you are very used to interviewing. And how do you feel being in the interview seat yourself? Um, good. Uh, hilariously, though, um, fun times with getting technology working um, on my end. So, yeah, when I'm not in a radio studio, that's always fun when I have to figure it out on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have your mic set up and everything there with you. Yeah, excited. <laughs> yes, well, I'm excited to have you here. Jules, tell me something interesting about yourself that I would never guess. I play the drums. Oh, how long have you been playing for? Since year seven, actually. So my brother played it. Um, he was five years older than me, so I always like looked up to him as a little annoying sister wanting to do everything that he did. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to do that too. And then I never stopped since. So played in a couple so of cool. bands and got a, um electric drum kit uh, on Marketplace during COVID. So best thing I ever bought. Oh my God, you are way cooler than I can ever hope to be. <laughs> I don't use it very much though, as much as I should. So, <laughs> yeah. And what are your top three words the best describe love? Trusting, fun, and okay, it's not one word, but keep you guessing. Well, maybe I could say surprising. Love like, it. There's little things that maybe you keep learning about the person in a relationship. Um, no matter how long you've been together, which I think is cool. Mm, a little bit of speculation keeps things nice and spicy. Yeah, for sure. The first question I want to ask you, Jules, is what your attitude towards love and dating was before you ever met your partner. Ooh, it was like I, I loved love. Um, I could appreciate it from afar, but it had been six and a half years uh, since I had been in a relationship, since I got with Peter. So it was funny, like I wasn't necessarily desperate to get into a relationship. And I think I was around a lot of people that I saw that I really cared about that wanted that. But for me, I had a lot of stuff going on. I had uni, I had like mm. three different part-time jobs going on at the time. Um, and I was starting to get into 
my career and getting into you know radio announcing and stuff and I sort of knew that to get my foot in the door for that I needed to move to regional Australia move away from Melbourne which is my hometown and get that experience and I think I never allowed myself with that in the back of my mind to date someone fully and to say hey I could commit to someone and then the same thing sort of happened when I moved for my first full-time job moved to regional Queensland and I never anticipated that I would get into a relationship I think that's like the cliche of when you least expect it, something will come along. Always. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate saying it, but it's so true based on everyone I've spoken to, based on my own experiences, clearly based on your experiences. So yeah, yeah, I guess it's cliche for a reason. <laughs> for sure. That answer leads me perfectly into the next one, which is give me the juice, tell me the goss and how did you actually meet? <laughs> I met my partner, Peter, through interviewing him on my radio show. <laughs> so cool. So, so cool. Yeah. So he was a guest on your show. Why, why were you interviewing him? Yeah. Was this in regional Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, doing my first radio show and it was at the start of lockdowns and stuff. And although it wasn't as extreme as like the southern states and stuff, we were bound by a lot of rules that the rest of Australia was bound by and we couldn't have live musicians, we couldn't do performances and all this sort of stuff on the radio show, which I was so looking forward to. I was like, yeah, we're going to have musos in all the time, we're going to chat to them. None of that happened. All the lockdowns, all the pubs were closed, all concerts were off the cards. So we came up with this idea, my co-host and I, to do um, this thing called Concert on the Couch where we basically sat on a couch, we got to call people, call musicians on the phone and chat to them. And they would basically dial in like a video performance. And so we had like a round table of musos doing that, local musicians from the area. Um, and because I was new to town, we basically teamed up with this guy who was like the gig guide dude. And he was like, how about this person? How about this person? How about this person? I was like, great. We'll go I'll with your recommendation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I had this phone chat with Peter, um, along with, you know, my, my co-host and other people that we were chatting to. And then he did a performance and I didn't really think anything of it because it wasn't like we were seeing each other face to face or anything like that. And then fast forward about two years later and being the sponsor of a real life concert that had finally occurred in the region. And finally we can go out and socialize again and see live music. <laughs> My company is the sponsor of the event, so I'm there in the mosh pit. I'm checking out one of my favourite Aussie bands, Eskimo Joe. <laughs> Love them. And so who do I see but this tall guy that I remember that I added on Facebook after we did this interview from the concert on the couch. Peter. Oh, my God. And then I thought he recognised me, but then nothing was sort of acknowledged at the moment. His story will be that he did say, hey, Jules, do you want to stand in front of me? Because he was tall and he was blocking the way of the mosh pit. Ah, uh, yes, the, sh and the chivalry. I that he, <laughs> <laughs> my version of the story is that that's all he said and he wasn't engaging in conversation, but he will stand by that that was him making a move. <laughs> so, okay, subtle, yeah. I guess, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up um, declining the offer to move in front because I was with a, a mate seeing the concert and I was like oh I don't know if this offer to move is just for me or for me and a friend if this is a plus one situation <laughs> so I said no um 
and that was kind of like it for the whole exchange. He was like, okay, I, I imagined he was chilling out with his mates um, and enjoying the concert. I was enjoying it with my mates, thought nothing of it. The next day I get a message from him on Facebook asking how the concert was and if he, if I enjoyed it. And I was hey. like, what the hell? Like, why didn't he talk to me in person? Apparently he had had a crush on me for like six months before that or something and was like listening to the show and watching like our videos on Facebook and stuff and had all these feels for me but couldn't pluck up the courage to say hello in person or have a conversation. Oh, my gosh. So it just came out of nerves then. Yeah, totally. And I get that. And he was like, I also don't want to be one of those people that comes up and sounds like they're a fan. So I'm not going to do that. Oh, (laughs) that's really cute. So what would have been going through his head? Yeah. Really wholesome. From there, yeah, we sort of messaged back and forth for a few days. And then he asked me to coffee. I wasn't quite sure if it was a date, like if it was just a friendship thing or not. Yeah, a friend coffee. at the end of the day, or the the meetup, he didn't pay. And I was like, that's that's got to be a telltale sign Mm. that it's not a date, right? I'm messaging my friends like, was was this a date? No, no, surely. <laughs> What's your stance on that? So, like, do you think that Ooh. the they should pay or they shouldn't pay? No, consume? no, no. I um, I am all for like paying own way or like paying one at a time or whatever. Um, I, I ter- certainly am not like any old fashioned view to it or anything. But I was kind of like the telltale sign this is a date is if he does go and pay. So yeah. then I was just kept left, yeah, being guessing, I guess. Um. So, yeah, and then we ended up meeting again and we had dinner and then by the third date, we're making out. So I'm like, okay, definitely he likes me. This is now a date thing. So I, yeah, I think he likes me at this there. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what would have been going through his head, do you think, when he saw you in that mosh pit? I have no idea. For me, at the time, I thought maybe he would have recognised me from a show or an interview he did two years ago. Mm. But little did I know that he was interested in me before that. So who knows? It's hard to tell what's going on in guys' minds. Tell me about he it. He did show me the messages later from like him and talking to his friends about liking me. So that was very sweet. I want to know, um, I kind of want to just sidetrack. So you interviewed him. Is he a musician? Yeah. Yes. So he is a um, a singer and a guitarist. So he, And he writes his own music um, and he also plays the drums. So ah. That gets competitive sometimes. <laughs> that must be a very loud household. <laughs> so you'd consider that coffee date your first date and subsequently yes, the other sure. ones. After these dates, how did your relationship start to evolve? I think initially it was like a lot of text or, or sort of, yeah, like messages that start to, to lead up to the first date. And then from there, it was kind of like, I think we have a lot of things in common based on the duration of our dates. Like this is like two, three hours. I'm like, okay, this is this is pretty solid that the next messages were then like, okay, when am I seeing you next? Um, What's your weekend's plans for this? Um, And so we sort of like, we had terrible schedules. Basically I'm early mornings brekkie and he is like late night gigs (laughs) on weekends. So my free time is the complete opposite basically to his at that time. It's like being in a long distance relationship. Well, yeah. And that's what we're doing now at the moment. So super fun tomorrow um, flying out to, to, see him for the first time in a month so um ah. at the start of the relationship I, I sort of flagged like oh my career and this was like as a whole hypothetical thing I was mm. like 
you know, it does happen that they sometimes move us around the country to get a promotion and to move to different places, get more experience. Hypothetically, that could happen. He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely, I get that. Um, he's also a graduate primary school teacher. So he's like, yeah, I get that. Like that would happen for placement and all that sort of stuff. Um, I completely understand that career path. So yeah. lo and behold, it was only, what, five months into the relationship um, when an opportunity came knocking. And I was like, so you remember that hypothetical conversation that we had about um, me moving? That's not um, so hypothetical. It's happening now. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was yeah, a bit of a challenge. Oh my gosh, less than six months, Jasmine, into the relationship, um, talking about like we hadn't even lived together. So we trialed that for the first time. Um, Like meeting the families was was put on basically like everything was in fast forward mode for the relationship. Mm. And it really made us grow quite quickly um, and discover a lot of like the, the little nitty gritty things of everyday life with each other that you just don't know until you spent so much chunk of, of time with each other. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, so I moved down south back to Victoria um, a month ago and he has just accepted a job today to move down with me. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. You guys must be yeah, over the moon. Yeah, Stokes. He's, he's super happy too. So, yeah. That's awesome. Amazing so way to start 2023. Yeah, exactly right. What made you yeah. want to be in radio? Because obviously, as you said, it's a role that I guess can get take you so many different places and that must be hard to keep a bit of stability in your personal life. But For is sure. the trade-off is the trade-off worth it? Do you love working in radio? Absolutely. I um I never set out to to do it as a career. I was one of those people that I really like writing and I like being creative at school. Um, and I did all the language subjects and stuff like that. And then uh, went to a careers counselor with all that in mind and she was like do an arts degree and I was <laughs> like well that's that okay cool what's that like it was like <laughs> that or I did uh, a fair bit of French and stuff like that she's like either be a French teacher which is what my dad does or do an arts degree and I was like well I don't know what I want to do so I just did an arts degree and then from there I did journalism and I did a bit of French and then that still didn't really set me up for a mm. multiple career opportunities. But through that, I ended up doing a internship um, with SBS in the French department. I met this girl who um, had so many similar interests with me and she was telling me about this community radio station in Melbourne uh, called SIN. She was like, you basically rock up, you do a couple of like weekend short courses and then that's it you create radio together and I was like what that's so cool so we delved into that and we created a couple of shows off the back of that and it was just this this space that I never sort of I never considered myself a public speaker or anything like that or I never did debating in school like your typical uh or drama your typical students like that I was Mm -hmm. never I was always the quieter kid the nerdier kid but I was like this is a great creative extension of all these things that I like and I gradually built more confidence and met more people through that and networked and then, yeah, packed my bags and moved up north. So, so interesting. And it's crazy how that move brought you to where you were, which brought you to the interview, which in turn brought you to your now partner, Peter. So on that topic, I want to ask you, what do you love most about him? <laughs> Back to Peter. I think he's so thoughtful. 
even just like for this long distance period of time, which we're fortunate it's only going to be a couple of months. He's put so much thought into like how we stay connected. Like he started a Spotify playlist. He's like, oh, nice. listen to this and think of each other. And he loaded a whole bunch of tracks that he knew I really liked. Um, or he started letter writing or he'll like, he'll remember things that's going on in my life and like set little calendar reminders to to ask me about stuff. It's like that thoughtfulness that I've never had. It's really quite sweet. So sort of inspired me to pick up my game a bit and be like, yeah, you can be romantic too. (laughs) (laughs) I think being in a long distance predicament as someone who's done it is really a make or break. Like you really get to know that person on a level that you just might not have ever gotten to understand them when you were physically together. Cause you see all those tiny little intricacies, those really beautiful, sweet gestures that you kind of have to do to keep the relationship going. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a lot of shit times to it. And there's just stuff that's like, like if you were living with me again, I wouldn't need to tell you that this, this, and this happened. (laughs) And then like, I'll, I'll go to tell a friend something before I've told him because I've just been so used to him being there all the time that he knows what's going on. Mm. And then he feels like out of the loop. Yeah. I know you're the one asking the questions, but can I ask you how you found long distance? please do do you have another half an hour (laughs) um basically we met on a pub crawl in San Francisco (laughs) a hostel pub crawl yes um he was from England and I was from Australia quite obviously and then I went off to Canada to go do my uni exchange he went back over to the UK we didn't speak that much and then come the end of the year this was 2018 we he wished me happy birthday and then we just started chatting from there didn't stop chatting, I guess. And we ended up finding ourselves in a long distance relationship. We officially became boyfriend and girlfriend in 2019. And we all know what happened three months after December, 2019. So we actually ended up not seeing each other for a year and a half. Um, We had our first anniversary long distance and yeah, I guess that's the story of us. He's officially moved here though, as of a few months ago. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. So don't need to do it anymore, but I've fully, fully can relate to you. And I think what you might've done is actually even harder because I think starting together and then being separated is so much harder Mm. because you're used to having them with you all the time. Whereas we started apart Mm. and only had closer together to come. I commend you for sticking through for a year and a half. Holy shit. To be honest, I think I've had the easy run to it because like I've gone to the new place, I've got the new house, I've got the new job, all the shiny new things to to focus on whereas for for Peter it's like he's gone he's gone back to the same situation and it's just one thing's missing so Mm. I think the comparison's a lot harder for him so I do feel for him yeah of course of course I want to ask you on the complete flip side you've told me what you love most about him but you gotta tell me what do you (laughs) not like the most (laughs) okay so he he is spontaneous as much as all those cute things are really adorable and really thoughtful, they are often spontaneous and he'll be like, well, can you add all the songs to the Spotify playlist? I'm like, babe, I'm going to bed in 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I know you thought of that idea immediately, but we don't need to act on it immediately. Or we'll be like out at dinner on a Saturday night and then he'll be like, oh, what's the, what's the answer to this question? I oh, know, I'll call this person. I'm like... Before I can even tell him, don't call this person, like check if they're free to chat, he's already dialing the number. Like he's, if he's got an idea, he's following through with it straight away. But I'm probably like 
I'm the opposite of that. I'm structured and I'm, I'm planned probably to a fault because he's like, okay, when can I talk to you? Well, she's not available at this time. She's not available at this time. We only have this certain time. <laughs> so <laughs> very different like personalities in terms of how we approach life. Yes. <laughs> but we somehow compromise and meet in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I bet that leads to some very interesting arguments and debates and conversations. Yeah. I almost think in my situation, I'm him and my boyfriend is you because sometimes I just find my train of thought like, woo, like completely just flying in 50 different directions. And then I'll say something out loud and he'll be like, did you skip like five sentences or something? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, why are you keeping up in my brain? (laughs) Yeah. Like, come on, let's go. Let's move. Come on. For sure. So I get it. I want to know, because I think this is going to be a really fun answer. What are some of your favorite things to do together? Because if he's really spontaneous and you like to think things through a little bit, where do we meet in the middle? Yeah. Well, when we plan to be spontaneous, we're very good when we play music together. I love that plan to be spontaneous. (laughs) Yeah, it's the key. Um, Yeah. So we've done a couple of gigs together, which has been really cool. Um, So he, so I'll play drums, he'll play music just like simple things like going for a Saturday morning coffee and an almond croissant or something like that, like a weird tradition that we have. Or um, I recently took him around Melbourne because he hadn't been there since he was a kid and it's my hometown. And like I was supposed to be the tour guide, but I kept on getting us lost and he (laughs) was trying to (laughs) he was trying to navigate. And I was like, damn, you got that right. How did you manage to do that? I don't know who's supposed to know this city. and just, yeah, like stupid things where you lose track of time. It might not be something specific, but, you know, we'll have an adventure day out or half a day or something and we'll just find ourselves, yeah, just lost in the moment. And that's the the moments that I enjoy and reflect um, back on the most. That's awesome. And can I just ask, how many years has it been now that you guys have been together? Not even a year. Like oh. only like six, seven months, I think now, Jess. Oh, my <laughs> so, gosh. Yeah. Oh my god! It the definitely best is yet feels to come. like fast track things so much with this whole me throwing a spanner in the works and moving to the other side of the country. <laughs> It'll do it. It'll do it slightly. Yeah. yeah but yeah, like yeah. you said, you're gonna you are just gonna come together, and it's just gonna be the best thing ever. And I think you're gonna have a newfound appreciation for that close proximity as well. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And last question I have for you what is the best piece of dating advice that you have ever received or that you have to give? Mm. <laughs> it's a cliche because um, I've heard it from that many people, but it's so true. Communicate because they are not a mind reader. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know how many fights, um, well, maybe, yeah, maybe disagreements we've just had where it's like, like I couldn't read your mind or he couldn't read my mind. So of course that wasn't going to play out the way um, that I wanted. So yeah, just um, don't assume that your partner knows how you feel about something and spell it out. And I think, um, yeah, Peter's done a really good job in, in teaching me to be that open and communicate my needs because he does it so well by example. Mm. And I think in previous relationships, I just, um, I don't know why, but I just haven't, yeah, I've held back a bit more maybe because it's been so long since I have been in a relationship. I've been able to like establish myself and feel more comfortable and mature in myself. But 
or, or you know, we'll give Peter the credit that he's done. I also feel there. like I'm sure he's been amazing, but you know, as a radio presenter, obviously you've been working on those skills as well, communicating with people. Yeah. So that's definitely what but it it's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable and say what you need, but um, it it pays off tenfold when you do do it. For sure. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those situations where you do it a little bit and then it's almost like the gap kind of opens up and you're like, all right, that wasn't so bad. And then the more you do it, the healthier the relationship just starts to become. And it's really the simplest, easiest thing, but it's so hard. Yeah, for sure. Really good advice. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. It's uh, not unique, but I'll take it. Um, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the story of us. I have so loved talking to you. I've loved hearing about the story of you and Peter and how you met. I'm so excited for you to be reuniting tomorrow. Last but not least, do you want to drop your show's name in there if anyone wants to find you? (laughs) So our show is Nick and Jules on the Hit Network. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much. A radio romance. I told you. Now, I hope you have loved hearing Jules' story today. And don't forget, if you have an amazing story or know somebody who does, send me a message on Instagram at storyofuspodcast. You can also email it to storyofusthepodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, don't forget, if you are loving the show, don't be shy. Give it a rating anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can even hit that little sneaky follow button so you never miss an episode. Have a fabulous day. Enjoy your week. And I will see you bright and early next Wednesday.